You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Another gutless display as the addicts are dominated yet somehow hang on for just a 2-1 defeat. Nigel Atkins remains in post but there's been no signs of improvement to our horrendous season so far. Seven defeats from 12 and we're still stranded in the relegation zone. Still the dildo thing was quite funny. Welcome to Charlton Live. Uh, so hello and welcome to another episode of Charlton Live on a Sunday evening where we will be discussing and trying to find out why Nigel Atkins is still the manager of Charlton Athletic. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and joining me to look back at yesterday's 2-1 uh, defeat, uh, fine margins wasn't it, up at, uh, up at Kinsel Bank against Lincoln City. First up, uh, Mr Nathan Muller, how you doing Nathan? Living a dream. Here we go. Uh, I wouldn't call it five margins, though, mate. There was a huge margin. There was a void. It was like the Grand Canyon of margins yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. a golf. Yeah. A golf in between the two sides. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we didn't just scrape. Um, I lost. I thought we was well beaten, to be honest. Yeah. Take, more, take more than a dildo to fill that margin. And also, uh, joining us uh, to the back of yesterday's game uh, is Mark Newby. How do you, Mark? I'm fine. I've got no idea what you two are talking about. <laughs> Well, I it thought was, it was yours, Mark. 
Uh, I've, got, I've got more stories about the deal, though, but we'll come to that later because we do probably have to concentrate a little bit on the serious nature of the, of the footballing situation uh, at the moment. So we will hear the highlights shortly uh, of yesterday's 2-1 defeat at Lincoln City. It was a late goal, uh, but it was a goal that I think everyone who was there felt like it was it effectively was coming or certainly Lincoln Lincoln were were much the better side and, and deserved all three points uh, yesterday and um, we just happened to cling on until the very end we're also going to hear the reaction from the manager uh, Nigel Ladkins uh, we've got your reactions as well we've got tweets and emails and a fans bar as you can imagine uh, all of us were sort of up there at Lincoln yesterday so we got some some interviews in the pubs I got a couple on the train back as well so we're going to hear from some fans uh, who were there and of course look ahead to Tuesday's uh, home game with Accrington. Uh, maybe uh, discuss uh, very briefly the, the cup draw as well. Torquay or Haven and Waterloo will be coming to the Valley uh, in the first round of the FA Cup. So that's something uh, to look forward to to take our mind off the league. But, oh God, Nathan. Um, before we hear the highlights, a 2-1 defeat, our seventh defeat uh, of the season. Uh, 12 mm. games played already this season. We're in the relegation zone still. Um, before the international break, we played Fleetwood. There were some improvements. We won the game. Everyone was really happy. Then there was a two-week break to work on the training ground, get some extra fitness into them, and to make sure that they were well-drilled and they knew what they were doing, and I guess have some backup plans if things went wrong like injuries or anything. Um, and then we turned in that performance where if it finished one all, I was thinking this sort of going into the last couple of minutes. I'm thinking, how am I going to sell this if it finishes one all? Because people who weren't there might look at a point away at Lincoln and think, yeah, that's all right. But I someone, I would look at that if, we, if we'd finished one all. Was, I came into this game saying this is the game where if we do if we are going to kickstart our season, it's going to be this week and we're going to turn in at least a performance where it looked like that's going to happen. But that never happened yesterday. And to top it all off, we got a deserved uh, defeat in the added time as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said on Thursday, if we lose and Fleetwood win, I think they did win, didn't they? Fleetwood. Um, I could be wrong, but it just undone done all the work that we did up at Fleetwood now and... We're back in it again. We weren't really out of it, but at least we had a fighting chance of, you know, putting that run together, as you say. But it just was, it was just rubbish. It was just rubbish. Like, first half, obviously, we, um, obviously, probably listen to highlights and stuff, but we were just passive, pedestrian, you know, no patterns of play, second best, uh, leggy, slow. Um, and you think this is after we've had a two week break. And we're supposed to be going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And I don't know. And again, the team come out and I thought, strong, strong team there. Uh, hopefully we'll have a sort of similar performance like we did up at Fleetwood. And it just doesn't, just, no, no, there's no cohesion there, you know. And I don't mind, I think you mentioned it on your post-match, um, on your four takeaways. It's like, you don't mind being beaten, you know, not that you don't mind, but if you get beaten last minute, but you have a go and... You, you know, they're your fine margins. Then you've just got to, you know, you just got to suck it up. But they were better than us all over the pitch. They were more fluid. You know, they just, they you knew how they were going to play. Like, if you look at that game yesterday, if you tell me what's our patterns of play, I can't. I really can't. And and I think that's what the frustrating, frustrating thing is, is that we, we just don't keep that consistency. And I mean, for me, our best player yesterday was Elliot Lee. And he went off sick after 19 minutes. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I'm all right now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, don't want to bring it too down, but it, it, you can't polish a turd. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was that rubbish. It was really bad. Yeah. I, really I fan, bad. I'd fancy that Stewart could put it away in the back of the net. Now. Oh, mate, got, yeah. what a fin! Yeah. What a fin! <laughs> Remind me of Kermigan. Yeah, uh, Mark. Obviously, you know the, the, these displays. I mean, we we were trying to take some positives from Fleetwood. 
I mean, it, it, it's so concerning now. It's so concerning that to the extent that this morning I was looking, I was looking back at the fixture list of the season we got relegated from the championship under like Pardew and Parkey, trying to find how how far down the fixture list. Did I start thinking, crikey, I don't think we're going to turn this around and get into the playoffs Did until I start realise, oh my God, we're going down. I'm trying to remember when that happened. I can't remember when that happened. I'm still hoping that won't happen this season. But the longer this goes on, that's looking much more likely than the playoffs, which are out of reach now as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, totally. Um, I think last time I mentioned that if we carried on this form, that we'd end up with about 28 points. And so we'd be relegated sometime about February. Uh, the thing is, you can have a team which isn't that skilled but you have them hard working and grafting and they'll get results for you you can have a team which is very skilled and they'll get results for you you can get a team which is working for their manager and you know if they don't have those things they'll still get results for you we don't have any of that at the moment we don't have a fit team i mean all this cobbler's about oh now i've got people who can do 90 minutes unlikely um, you know, I've got a big squad to choose from. I know because you've chosen everybody. I'm thinking I'm getting a call up next week with Nathan alongside me up front, um, which is worrying. And uh, I can't see, you know, they're, they're not working for Nigel. He's They said about he's lost the dressing room, but I th- I think it's, it goes deeper than that. I think there's no trust in him, in his training, in his selection. Players are being in and out and in and out. I mean, it is... <sighs> One of the Lincoln fans called us, was it blandlessly pointless? And I'm just thinking that sums up our season in an absolute perfect nutshell. Certainly does. Well, let's hear the highlights then of yesterday's game. Um, a lot of people I know tend to fast forward through the highlights, but you know, don't forget in in, in Terry and, and Greg and Brownie, we've got three people who, who you know, the, the the club sort of beats through their heart really. And and I think if you hear the despondency in their voice, and I think if you listen to how they describe or, or, or the silence in some cases after the, the, the second goal and then what Brownie says at full time, I think I think you need to listen to this to understand what sort of position we're in. These are highlights from Charlton TV. Steve Brown alongside Greg Stubley and Terry Smith. Now releases Leco, edge of the penalty box on his right-hand side, looking to get across him now, comes back in, back to Lee who gets the shot, but it's blocked away and away from Charlton. Sets Charlton on their way with Leco on the right-hand side. Into the penalty area, he's going to get a shot away. He's just to the right of the keeper, but also to the right of the foe ball, in fact. And he's pulled back across to find Scully. Didn't make anywhere near enough contact. And in the end, it's sort of scuffed wide of the Charlton left-hand post, but that was a chance. It's a big chance, actually, probably the best chance of the game. If we're on to Maguire. Behind him is Sorensen, who tries to catch out the Gilvery. Luckily for Charlton, goes over. Maguire takes towards the far post, and Monsma trying to get on the end of it he did get something on it but luckily for Cholne it's harmlessly wide looking towards Blackett Taylor it's easily headed away and that concludes the first half here at the LNER Stadium it's Lincoln Hill, Cholne Hill Lincoln play on, Farinius a lovely looking pass towards Scully, Scully gets to the ball it's well across and Suari gets something on it, could have gone anywhere luckily for Cholne it's gone wide but Cholne will make a change in the meantime here's Josh Davison to come off Jaden Stockley got the winner for Cholm off the bench. The last league match against Fleawood. It's on to replace Davidson to Maguire. Christian pass back to McGandles. Ball forward in the penalty area. It's a ball across goal. McGilvery gets a palm to it. And it comes off Jaden Stockley. And into the Cholm net. And Lincoln have taken the lead. Ball back. 
Two McGandles pull forwards, finding the runner Fisher. Is cross, palmed away by McGilvery. Hits Stockley, couldn't do anything about it. Hits the Charlton striker and into the Charlton net. Yeah, and I think the cliche is that when you're down there and you're suffering a little bit, these sort of things happen. What you have to give Lincoln credit for is the recycle. You know, we won the first ball. It was a good header out from Stockley. And that's a lovely cushion back to the support player. And you expect him to cross it. And he plays a lovely slide wall pass down the side of our back line, which allows the cross to come into a much more dangerous area with much more pace on it. That sucks McGilver into making that contact at his near post and he palms it straight into the head of Stockley and into an empty net. One nil Lincoln. Arthur with his left foot towards near post. Stockley with the header. It's come down. Lavelle gets there! And equalises for Joan. Corner swung in, headed down by Jaden Stockley. Lincoln couldn't clear and Lavelle pokes the ball past the Lincoln goalkeeper and Joan a level. He's done magnificently well there, Lavelle, because the ball is across the near post and the Stockley run is excellent. He gets across his man and he flicks it into a danger area. They cut, somebody blocks it on the line for them and it drops down into the middle of the six and that player then needs to clear it. He doesn't, he controls it. But it's Lavelle's reaction to that that's magnificent. He, he doesn't give up on it as it bounces around the six-yard box. He's on the front foot and he leans out that right-hand leg and toe pokes it into the corner and gets us back in the game. Brings the ball forward, looks to send the ball out to Scully into the penalty area. Scully with the shot, saved away on the left-hand side by McGillivray. And it's another corner. interception, but he can't stop it going to Fiorini. Ball into the box, a header! And he's offside. It was Scully with the header. He made his way to the edge of the six-yard box, but he's offside. And the goal is disallowed. And thank God for that, Tell. It's a free header at that. And he's just... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got to be honest, it's tight. And do, you, do you know what, Tell? He looks the, goal, he looks, uh, the wrong side of... Uh, right, so there's the, the first thing. There, there's, the, there's the first thing. Why are we marking on that side for a start? Secondly, I think we're very fortunate to get away with the offside. Five minutes of added time here. Corner on the chart left. With the Lincoln with it. Sends the ball into the edge of the six-yard box. It's gone beyond everybody. It's run through here to Maguire. Maguire sends it back into the corner of the penalty area. Free header! And it's Paul to score it, I think. May have been Bishop, I'm trying to tell from here. And it could have been the number two. Paul who got his head on that. I'll tell you what, why don't we mark the wrong side again? going forward than we have and so therefore they're at, their manager will absolutely think that that goal gives them the three points that they deserve 
off the back of the, the performance that we've seen. One of those games, a bit like the MK Dons game early in the season, where the, the promise was there in the first 10, 15 minutes. We looked like it was a good setup. We were on the front foot, we were creating. And we managed to go on and I won't say get worse as the game went on, but the, the opposition certainly then took over and dominated, and it's kind of similar here today. And here is the final whistle. Cheers to the guys there. Um, Nath, I mean, the, 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 when I was putting those highlights together, obviously I don't listen to the to the guys' commentary because I'm at the game, but when I listen to it afterwards, um, you know, that, si- that silence really got to me. That really got to me because it, it, they knew it was coming and, and, and I knew it was coming and I was fuming at full time. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think like you just said, back with the guys, they do a great job and not only, you know, we have loads of... Um, fans that go home and away and we have some fans who can't make every game and can watch on, on Charlton TV and they can see the game but you know they're seeing it fresh at, you know in person in a good in a good position looking at our you know and our build up play and our formation on and how we're trying to win a game and then when you've got three really qualified people assessing the game and you get silence I think that tells its own story, really, because it's just in utter shock. I just think it's, what can you say? It's like there was nothing yesterday of any, I mean, even our goal, yeah, it was still a little scramble. You know, it wasn't like we we cut them open. I mean, we got done by the Diag. Suari got done by the diagonal ball every single time it was flat-footed. Um, and we were just out of, possession, uh, out of possession all the time. And in fairness to Suarez and to Gunter, they never get any help. They're always 2v1. They're always, they don't get any help. Um, and yeah, I mean, the highlights, it's, <laughs> it, it does, it is painful to listen to, but you need to do that. And it, listen, imagine if you played that back to the players. You know what I mean? I'm sh- Listen, I'm not sitting here saying that they don't care, of course I'm not, but just the, the when you listen it back, it just... <sighs> I just don't really know what to say and I just feel for them because it's all right for me and the, and the others in the stand who's had a beer and, you know, you can uh, have a beer and it just sort of takes the little bit of the pain away <laughs> or you can have a go at their fans, at the Lincoln fans as, with banter and stuff like that and a dildo and all that sort of stuff, which is quite funny. But at the end of the day, it's it's not good listening to it and... Um, I've got to try and listen to that tomorrow morning, mate, on the on a, on a Monday morning, because I always try and reflect on the weekend and then look for, try and get it brings me up a little bit if um, listening back to the highlights for Tuesday. But I don't think that's going to happen this week, mate. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not an enthralling, like cheerful listen. It's, it's not like sitting down and watching a musical or something. It's not. It's not. It's not a happy moment, <laughs> Mark. Um, the 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 first twenty minutes were right actually yeah uh, Elliot Lee in between the lines I thought that was working quite well you know a couple of half chances nothing major um, but obviously Elliot did go off injured or with well, sickness it, it turned out to be uh, and then after that there's seventy minutes of football where we didn't react to that enough or, or at all like so obviously Elliot obviously we've been working on on playing with Elliot in in that position and and, and he's been a good player for us the last couple of games but. We we can't find ourselves in a position with the squad we have that one player goes off and we just fall apart. I mean, the spell from from when Elliot went off on on twenty minutes up until half time, Lincoln had 
70% of the ball. And obviously, I did ask Nigel about this, and we'll hear his response. But he's talking about, you know, where did they have that possession and we didn't give up many chances. And, yeah, I, I, I agree. I put on Twitter, actually, during yesterday's game that we weren't giving up many chances in the first half. Couple, though. When I listen back, couple I probably forgot. Um, but we're, we're, like, I thought we were supposed to be going for promotion this season. I, I thought we were going to start, like, maybe playing like we're going to dominate some games. And, and we haven't done that at all at any point this season. Why? <laughs> yeah uh can i phone a friend please chris um you have a question like that i i think a couple of reasons there's the expectation we all followed sangard when at the end of last season we said yeah we were just a fraction short of qualifying for playoffs a bit of good investment now the first you know five six games nigel had the excuse oh i didn't have a squad you know, it was start of pre-season. Yet you didn't. You can't go back in time and change that. You have to do with what you've got. Um, and then it was for like this injury, that injury. And then I think it's 28 changes now. I think when, I like Elliot Lee, when he went off, you're left with Gunter and Arta, who have got a lot of experience on that. But no one else, I'd say, oh, Lavelle, I suppose it was Captain of Morecambe. So someone who's going to, drive them on and, and not let them slack. And we didn't have that. I mean, as much as I'd say this is 80% Atkins' fault, 20% players' fault, um, the players have still got to stand up and say, yeah, we weren't good enough. But you think to yourself, is it because they confuse what they're supposed to be doing? No one wants to be doing something which can make a difference because they've been drilled into them. Oh, you've got to be here. You've got to be doing that. Uh, I think you know, the time has come. You know, I think a lot of people would say the time has come a few games ago. You know, how many more are we going to take? We should be taking a squad like we've got. I mean, if you look at our bench, I mean, all our bench apart from McGeeper and Henderson, you know, you'd probably say who has started first, have all started first this season. So it's a strong bench. Um, and yet, I think the most um, thing I've taken from the game is that they said they didn't know what they were doing, mm. and that's that's worrying. That is very worrying because yeah. it's a it's a simple game football. You take the ball, you put it in the opposition's net, and you stop them from putting it into yours. That's it. Mm. I mean, uh, Mark, Mark's touched on it already, but the, the time has come now, hasn't it, Nath? I mean, it's not it's not my. I'm not in a position to to make that decision. But uh, uh, in your opinion, the t- the time has come. I think you know. Before I was, you know, I've been very not against him going. Um, but I just don't want to be that club that, you know, keep changing and chopping and changing. But I think it has come to a point. I think we've had two weeks off. You know, you look at other teams that had two weeks off. Celtic done it with, I can't pronounce his last name. He had two weeks off and they put in one of the best performances of the season because he got his ideas across. But we had two weeks off and have gone backwards. So for me, something's not wrong now. Something is wrong now. Um, Elliot Lee went off. And then you've got their player who dictates play, McGrandles, who had a great game, by the way. And then he put Kirk in there, who isn't that sort of player. And the only central midfielder we had on the bench was Ben Watson, and he's not agile enough to play that role. So where's where's um, where's Sean Clare? Was he injured? I don't know. Where was um, Dobbo? Where, is he injured? It's like, I would have put Gilby in a 10, because that's where he was used to playing, but we had no one else to play in that deeper role. So it's Albie like Morgan? Well, Albie Morgan's not that. That's what I mean. It's like, it just baffles me. It baffles me. So it probably has come to a point now where you you have to look, like the, the thing is, I'm, I'm looking at going, yeah, he has to, surely. 
But then I'm going, right, okay, so he goes tomorrow. Let's say, for example, he goes tomorrow. Who are we get? Who wants that job? Are we going to go, right, we'll give it to Jacko? And it's like, what? So Jacko's first proper, proper job, we've been the lowest we've ever been, and it's on his shoulders with Yuli to bring us out of it. Like, I'd love it to happen, and he could do it, but that's a lot of pressure. But then who else is he going to get in? Is Dan Guy going to want to pay out? And then get someone else in, and then, and then another manager's inherited loads of players that he didn't want. It's just an absolute shamble, absolute shamble. But it's got to surely because how long can you go on for? What wait till January? What if we have twelve points off safety in January? It's a bit too late then, isn't it? But, but no, again, he's... it's hard. But I, 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 it's what I mean. I like Adkins as a bloke, but it's football. You know what? You're not here to make friends. It's about results, and we're not getting results at the moment for me. So. You know, as painful as it says it, I can't see anything else unless we unless we win Tuesday and Saturday and we make some miraculous, you know, recovery. But I don't know how that's going to happen. Mark, you felt I felt like you wanted to jump in there. I, I did. I was just going to say, but the thing is, if you, you say you don't want to be that club, which you know keeps sacking, we've we've done that. You know, we we went through so many. Under- I don't want to be that club in League Two either. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If if you don't get rid of him. And we get relegated. Would you trust him to get us out of League Two? No, because of course. Thinking, because you'd be getting rid of him in the summer, and then you know, with the players who are out of contract. Okay, we've got quite a few of the young kids who were you know signed up, but I should imagine a few of them have got clauses which say if you got relegated, you could get away for cheap. Mm. You know, and so you're thinking, why would you keep him in, in a? Rele- you wouldn't keep him and say no. You got to have another go to get us back up because no. otherwise, Louis' collection of conference mugs is really going to go up. Yeah. No, I got, I mean, got a very what... nice Lincoln mug yesterday. That was a, that was one of the highlights of the day, other than the dildo. Yeah, but I mean that's what I mean. I mean I was in that camp, you know, like I was in that camp before, where I just wanted us to have a bit of stability, and I thought this was the season we were going to have it. But yeah, I agree. Now um, it probably has come a step too far, but it's getting to a point now where I'm looking at League Two results, and I looked at Sutton, who were going to be supposedly going to be the whipping boys of League Two, and they're actually on a run of form. Now, I know no one really cares about Sutton, but. They're not too far away from where I live now. so, And they're like fifth. And I'm thinking they actually could be in League One next year and we could be in League Two. And it's a sudden realisation for me that maybe I was a bit naive at the early part of the season of being a bit too positive, going, oh, we'll be all right. With this squad, we'll be all right. But then I'm seeming to be saying that literally, apart from Fleetwood, I've been saying that to myself for literally the last month. Oh, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. But it's not, and it's not getting any better. So I think you always have that saying, is it? If it's don't, if it's don't, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But if it is broken, then you're surely going to fix it, right? You're not going to carry, carry on sitting. I don't know, it's the right analogy, but you ain't going to carry on sitting on a broken chair, are you? Do you know what I mean, that is really rubbish. But you know what my point is, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, we, we should uh, talk very briefly. I know we've been we've been waffling for a while, but uh, about the goals itself. I mean, uh, if, if you don't laugh you'll cry we we send on Jaden Stockley because we need some impetus in the second half of in two minutes he's uh, been on the unfortunate end of a, of a comical own goal uh, got ourselves back into it and, and we did see what, what Stockley is very good at obviously in the air challenging and, and, and actually some, some comedy in the defending for, for our goal as well actually the defender should have cleared it before Lavelle but Lavelle was there to, to punish that mistake but I mean those the goal in added time I mean Nigel's Nigel said it's offside I haven't seen it back I, I've certainly not seen anything conclusive someone someone who's 
told me that they've studied it more conclusively, said they don't think it's offside. But obviously Nigel's saying he's seen it and it is offside. So I, I don't know who, who to believe there uh, or, or who, if anyone's got the lines out or anything. Um, but Mark, I mean, the, the, the defending for in particular the second goal, considering we just had that warning shot fired about three minutes before when Scully headed home from almost in exactly the same position out and um, and it was given offside. And funny enough, again, I've not seen that back at all, but Brownie saying he, it sounded like that might have been onside anyway. Yeah, you know, it's it was awkward. The, the, the own goal was one of those things. I mean, to be quite honest, it was that close to Mac. You know, the ball wasn't only going to go in one place, but, you know, Mac's punch wasn't that great on the ball. But I'm not really trying to blame him. It's just one of them circumstances. Yes, the equaliser was scrappy, but you take those. And the winning goal, yeah, it's it gets something. When you know when he starts blaming the um, officials, then you know, hey, up, you know, this is... You've got to hold your hands up and say, what didn't we do? We didn't organise at the back. We weren't strong enough to stop the cross coming in. We weren't strong enough to deal with a cross. So, you know, you could always say, oh, we should have had a penalty. We should, you know, it should was offside. It didn't look offside from the TV. OK, it was only sort of one small angle. But, you know, it's not like you saw all our players, you know, racing to the linesman and racing to, racing to the ref to say, you know, he's offside. They just, like, looked down and went, here we go again. Um you know, I'm surprised he didn't even blame the journey up or, or whatever, or the hotel they were staying at. It just seems to be now, it's like a um, second book of managers' excuses. You know, we were outplayed. We got what we deserved. You know, it's and it's hard to see where you think the next point would be coming from. Not the next three points, where's the next point coming from? I mean, not even talking about you know, Sunderland, which is a great place to go, but and we've had some classic games. But the way they're flying at the moment... And you know, Accrington will probably come and say, "No, this is easy meat," because there's there's no there's no spirit. It doesn't seem to be any spirit amongst the team. There's individual players who seem to be trying, like Stockley, and there's players who you think yourself, you know, the goal goes in and their shoulders drop, and there's no g up, there's no heart there, and that's worrying because you're thinking, why is the coaching staff, not you know, just Nigel on his own. Why is the coaching staff actually getting into them, getting them G'd up, getting, you know, we've all played Parks football and, you know, you've been on teams where you've had people screaming at each other, getting on and thinking, I've seen more passion in Parks football than I have in 11 red shirts. You know, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, put the upbeats out because A, they know how to win and B, it means something and See, there's passion there, and I think that's what's missing, and it's it's it's, it's heartbreaking to see. Certainly is right. Let's hear from Nigel Adkins. Then I caught up with the Alex boss after yesterday's game uh, and asked him for his thoughts on the performance. Well, we started really well for the first twenty minutes. I thought uh, we talked about trying to get between the lines and counterattack with Elliot Lee uh, linking up with Josh Davidson. We did that really well on three occasions, maybe four occasions. And then Elliot's gone off ill after 20 minutes and there was a lull in the game then and really, you know, I put uh, Charlie Kirk in the 10 position then, brought the exciting Corey Blackett-Taylor on on the wing. Um, but for me, Lincoln were then able to get the ball and play a little bit more out from the back. We go in a half-time 0-0. Um, put Lico in the 10 position then to support Josh and Kirky back out on the wing. Um, very early on to the game, we've gone and brought Jaden Stockley in as a centre-forward, a different threat going forward. Um, from my point of view, obviously the first goal is a deflection. Cross comes in, it's deflected onto Jaden. We can't really get out of the way of it, so that bit of fortune didn't go our way. We get back in the game. You know, Jaden's 
gets a header from a, a corner that goes in there and Sam Lavelle's reacted really well to put us 1-1 and from there I'm thinking come on the game's there to be to be won uh, Akin's got a bit of a calf that we're concerned about Harry's starting to feel his um, his hamstring so Harry's had to come off Harry Arter uh, I was wanting to try and get Connor Washington as he could on the pitch but we've had to be mindful of that we couldn't go and do that and then we look at the 90th minute it's 1-1 we're wanting to try and win the game it's a stonewall penalty it's a stonewall penalty the player has grabbed Jaden Stockley's shirt drags him to the ground kicks him while he's going to the ground both the linesman and the referee have gone yes he's pulled his shirt but not enough for a penalty we go down the other end of the pitch from that they get a corner second phase could we have stopped the cross? Yes. But the cross has come in. The player is offside when the cross comes in. So for me, that's a real kick in the, uh, you know, fine margins. Didn't go our way today. Um, and that's the, the, you know, that's the, uh, that's what's, that's the reality of it. Felt like this could have been a really big game for Charlton, obviously coming out to the international break to try and build on that win from Fleetwood. And you talk about the fine margins, but in terms of a performance over 90 minutes, did you see the reaction that you wanted to see after the international break? I thought we were very good for the first 20 minutes. I think you've got to agree with that. You know, Elliot Lee between the lines and the counter-attacking bit on there. That probably, Elliot going off, there was a, there was a lull in the game for about five or six minutes and how we didn't get to grips well enough with the defensive, them playing out from the back, which we've been working on. Uh, and, and Elliot was a big part of that so um, there we go but when you're down there you've um, you know we're trying to find we need that victory to keep kicking starting things and obviously it's gone against us today and again obviously we speak about again needing that victory which you got like at Fleetwood and then unfortunately not being able to follow it up today obviously again it's a conversation about results needing to, to be to be better I mean have you to be quite frank have you been in indication from Thomas that you will still be given this chance to build upon like the win at Fleetwood listen I think we're all we all know what football is I want to be the, the chart and athletic manager we're working hard you are ref- everything is reflected on the results that you get on the pitch so I'm aware of that but I want to be the manager and we work hard a lot of people work very hard at the football club and today you could argue that Things didn't quite go our way, but the reality is we've lost the game. Elliot going off obviously didn't help, and the two yellow cards in the first half. I think Lincoln enjoyed something like 70% of possession towards the end of that first period. Was it a struggle to sort of find a way to get back into that game after Elliot had gone back? Well, as I said, we'd worked very hard on. We knew they play out from the back. I mean, I don't think Mac has had a, a save to make in the first half. So you talk about possession, and where did they have the possession? So uh, like we were looking to try and stop them so we could hit them on the counter attack, uh, as we'd done. You know, as I said, three or four occasions when you know Lico was through on there and Josh Davison and Ellis himself. So uh, that's what we're looking for. And maybe Charlie and uh, Charlie Kirk and, and Josh Davison maybe went on the same wavelength as um, Lee uh, Elliot Lee and um, Josh Davison had been in the first bit. And obviously, we've been working on the training ground with that. So. And also, you mentioned that poor luck with Jaden coming on. As you said, when you're down there, when you bring on your, your top striker, he's, he's going to try and make a difference, and that happens. It just sort of sums it up. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's cleared the ball. Next cross has come in. Mac has made a save, but he's palmed it onto Jaden and sits him in the face and gone on the back of the net. So, um, again, could we have stopped the cross? Yes. Um, but that's sometimes that's the, the misfortune that, that goes that way. You can't hide away from it. I'm just talking through some of the things that happened. We've lost the game of football, um, and we need to we need to be winning. Obviously, uh, you mentioned Elliot came off. Is that you said a sickness bug? Can you give us any more on that? Or? No, he was, he was feeling sick, you know. So um, 
you know, he's a great lad, he wants to play. You can see how influential he's been. We're trying to get a settled side with, with him in that forward position. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he's, he couldn't carry on, um, which is a shame. But then, obviously, there's the opportunity there for Charlie Kirk. And we brought the exciting Corey Blackett-Taylor on as well. Obviously, I thought this week in particular could have been quite a big indication of where Charlton are now going to be this season. Obviously, outside chances of still hoping to play old Charlton's way back into the playoff race or the promotion race. I mean, do you think is that still a possibility after after the results that they've suffered recently? And are you seeing enough from your side to suggest that they can do it? I know there's a desire there for all of us to do it, uh, and it's going to be a long, a long, a long season. We've just got to break it down to the next game, go and win the next game, work hard through the course of the week on win the next game of football and we've got to maybe look at it that way and, and uh, these teams would have been in this situation in the past and got themselves promoted but what we've got to do is chunk it all down and just go right what's the next game do everything we can to go and win the next game obviously the next one is, is Tuesday with, with Accrington I mean you were able to name that unchanged side to try and start getting that settled side today I mean are you in a position where you wouldn't have to make as many changes now because of fitness for, for a game for example so soon after this one well that's what I'm looking for I'm, I want to try and get that bit of continuity about ourselves so obviously we'll uh, we'll have to assess, you know, um, where the lads are in preparation for Tuesday. And obviously a, a lot of fans came here as Charlton's first visit here with fans for for a long, long time. I think since the eighties. I mean, what's your message to them in terms of what hope you can give them that something's going to be better by the time we get to Tuesday? Well, we've got to keep believing in that. You know, we've got to keep believing that we've got a group of lads who are here, and we've got to get behind the players and give them as much support and encouragement as possible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. To his left is Gunter. Gunter with the cross. It's a search across. Jaisini! That's a lovely header for Delaney Jaisini. A searching cross from Chris Gunter. Jaisini beats the Kvatian to the ball against Chalmerley. Yeah, and we talk about this week in, week out, about players anticipating coming in from the far side, getting inside the fullback, spotting that cross early, making the run, anticipate, get across your man and meet it well. I mean, it's a very brave header from Jaisini. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break there, we heard from Nigel Atkins. Fine margins, Nath? <laughs> oh, man. No, not for me. I know he's going, going on about the um, pen. I didn't think it was in real time. Um, I, I always look at players when there's a pen claim. The only one who's claiming for it was Jaden, really. 
Um, I it, seen it, it was back. so. It was one of those ones that was so far off the ball that I, I'd be surprised if half the fans even saw it. I, I saw it sort of out the corner of my eye, and mm. I thought well, maybe, but it, it's just one of those ones you feel like you never see given. Yeah, it was just. It, I just thought yeah, it was just clutching a bit, you know, like even the offside, and even if uh, even let's say there were we did get a massive rubber to green, and it was it was chalked off their last one. It still would have been a travesty for Lincoln to come away with a point out of that. Because I think you make your own luck sometimes. And the only one for me, you come out that game with any credit, as I said earlier, was Elliot Lane. He was on there for 19 minutes. I thought Harry Hart put himself about, but I thought he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, I think Gilby done okay. I thought Lavelle done okay bits. I think Akin Fanwo's gone backwards. I don't know how that's been possible. Um, but yeah, there was just. No, we don't. You've got to earn your right to play, and that's what we're not doing at the moment. But when we get the ball. Yeah, the first half yesterday, we were giving it to Leco in our own half, and it was just basically, oh, give the ball to Leco and let him try and run through about fifteen. Well, not fifteen. There's only eleven on the pitch, Nathan. Come on, sorry. Out. But like, do you know what I mean? And that's what it was like. And it was just it was fifteen just... sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> fifteen on half. Yeah, you're not say, you're mate, not counting he... the dildo again. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but even if we had fifteen players on the pitch, mate, I still couldn't see us. Like doing any ch- any chances, like I can't remember a good what pattern of play. I think I think Corey. There was a couple of times in the second half where he got free a couple of times and crossed the ball in. But their right back got booked after twenty minutes or something, didn't he? We didn't even run at him. We got two of the quickest players, two of the most powerful players running with the ball in Leco and and Corey with that on the pitch. No one blaming runs at him. Mm. It's mean, insane. It's what, insane. One of the things I found. Interesting yesterday, Mark, was obviously, um, you know, in Nigel's original, I, I always open the interview, I've done it with every manager, with every, every manager I've ever interviewed, and I think a lot of people tend to, just your thoughts on the game, it's open, it's, it's you know, we want to know what you think, we don't want to know what I think, I want to know what you think, and he thought that we were very good for the first 20 minutes, so my second question is, what was the, you know, considering this was the, the game where we could kickstart our season, what about the 90 minutes, and then he thought about the 20 minutes again, I mean, the, I mean you can understand that some managers they like to try and concentrate on on the bits that were better, but I mean, is that an, an enough? Obviously, it's not because the amount of people tweeting me saying, "Can someone tell them the games that are ninety minutes long?" Like, like, uh. <laughs> have a cup of tea, mate. Um, it's one of those things. I mean, one thing that I liked about Boya is that I found him to be an honest manager. You know, and if he said we weren't good enough, they were. You know, they were better. Sometimes he blamed the referees, but he generally, you know, if we were good, he said we were good. If we were bad, he said we weren't good enough. I mean, with Nigel saying, "Oh, you know, about twenty minutes, oh, fantastic, yeah, yeah, thanks, Nigel." So we just pack up after then and all go home. No, it's again, it is a ninety minutes thing. Yeah, he's going to want to focus on the good stuff. I mean, if he had said. Yeah, okay. The rest of the seventy, we lost our way a bit. You know, saying I've got to organise. You know, and get it into them. You know, you're a bit more accepting. It did seem a bit like a politician's answer to you know. Oh yeah, but look, look what we did, which was really good. I'm thinking, well, it it doesn't count for anything because you know the record books skill put down Lincoln two, Charlton one. It won't say in brackets, but Charlton really good for twenty minutes. It's. <sighs> I think he's got to the stage now where his um, answers almost become perfunctory. Um, I saw the talk he had with Scott Minto in the studio after as well. And Scott was being very gentle with him and very like, oh, you know, it's 
you know it's not what we really wanted and and like Nigel was it was just such bland oh insipid uninspiring you know i i think in you know i'd i'd want him locking the dressing room for an hour and throwing teacups and losing his absolute cobblers in there but he didn't you know he's gone he's gone out after five minutes and gone oh fine margins oh well that's for game isn't it i'm thinking oh man alive you're you're driving me to despair i've got about three hairs left on my head and i think two of them are earmarked to be pulled out when i watch the charlton team under him <laughs> oh so. dear right i mean before I mean, we've got loads of fan reaction as, as i'm sure you guys can imagine uh, from yesterday's game, uh, plenty of people on my train were, were were willing to speak, and I know Nath got a couple as well. Um, but I mean, I, I do I do want to sort of saying earlier before we started recording, I, I, I actually enjoyed bits of yesterday. Obviously, completely excluding the football, like it was one of those like new ground for pretty much everyone because it's been so long since we played there with fans. You know, lo- lovely city. I've never really explored Lincoln before, but I did yesterday a bit, and I thought it was a great place. Charlton everywhere, which is what it's all about. Seeing a man. Uh, walking to the stadium with a dildo on his head, which was quite funny. And then later seeing that dildo on a pitch, that was good fun. Um, and the train back, even though we were all hugely frustrated and there was train delays and everyone was piling in, oh, we had a, we had a good sing-song on the way back and it was a good laugh. But um, uh, Nathan, your your train journey, did that save the day at least? Yeah, it did somewhat. It was a bit of a strange one. Obviously, I got the car up with Tom, who's probably the most... Uh miserable driver I've ever met no joking Tom um, it was good good laugh we got parked up and took about 15 minutes to park his car not parking it but paying for it which was an experience but um, yeah good day the train was um, as you say it was a, quite a lot of delays and cancellations because I think there was a fatality at Doncaster or something but so yeah it's really packed so we was squeezed in I bumped into George, who does, uh, everyone will probably see him around the ground with a video camera and stuff like that. And um, anyway, we were just there. And it, when we got to Leicester, um, some Venezuelans got on who paid 250 quid a ticket, which, and they were asking me if that was a lot of money. To go to um, Leicester versus Man United. Yeah, yeah, to go. <laughs> That's to, not a good game, and, to be fair. Yeah, and they flew over because they're going, they were at the Tottenham Stadium today, I think, to watch Miami Dolphins or something about American football. I'm not into all that. But um, but yeah, we were doing Spanish songs and all that. And then you had some Cholton fans that were there who seemed to think, because they saw George with his Cholton tracksuit on, we explained to him, or George explained to him that he don't work for the club and done the video. And then they asked what I did. I said I was just a fan. And then they thought it was a conspiracy theory and ended up thinking I was Thomas Sangard's son. So... <laughs> And and then another one thought I was a striker that was signing in January, and I was just going to Lincoln for a day out and watching them. But <laughs> it was a funny. But yeah, it, to be to be fair, it was long, and my legs were killing me after two hours. But it was it definitely softened the blow a little bit. Um, and it was good people. And I think I must have talking about fans. I thought yesterday, as they always are, but yesterday the fans were absolutely unbelievable. Yesterday in um, the majority of them are getting behind the team, so we know we're doing our bit. Um, but yeah, it, it made it a little bit sweeter. I was no, I was supposed to be with you, weren't I, mate? But then there was no way I was trying to get through that crowd to get to. Yeah, I think basically everyone who was supposed to be getting back to London all of a sudden had to go to Nottingham and get our train, so it's packed. But uh, I ended up 
Uh, met met a few new fans as well. A fella called Jerry as well. We've got in the fans, but he was a good laugh and uh, put up with some <laughs> uh, some very drunk people near him, which that was that was good fun. Right, let's let's have a listen. Uh, let's have a look at some some fan reaction then. So uh, again, and I often say this, especially when we've when we've been defeated. Don't don't be too don't feel too hard done by if we don't get to your tweet or email because it, I mean you can imagine what what our inbox looks like at the moment. Um, I think we're well into double digits of emails, which I won't be able to read them all. But thanks to everyone who's got involved. Um, I will read them personally. Obviously, I do love to get a feel for what you guys are thinking. Um, but not everyone will get on the show. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's got involved. And if you want to get involved uh, in any other show, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Or you can tweet us at charltonlive because this is your show as much as it is ours. Um, and you're more than welcome to do so. Ben said, uh, when Atkins came in, there was a lot of talk about how he sets up his team to play attacking, uh, exciting football. Uh, have I missed something? This season, we've been anything but attacking and exciting. We look predictable and void of ideas going forward. It begs the question uh, if... Uh, what type of team is he trying to create here? Surely this, uh, we surely we would have seen some glimpses of this new way of playing with the biggest squad in the league. Uh, we should be playing a hell of a lot of better. Also, where's DJ? Uh, Man in Pants says, when Adkins, uh, with Adkins blissfully unaware of reality and repeating the same nonsense every week, we are heading for a relegation battle at best. Um, Gadge said uh, on the Charlton Live preview, uh, Adkins said we're growing and learning. Well, if that's his definition of growing and learning today, and then we are absolutely doomed. Uh, Tom Stone says, I try not to be reactionary, uh, but I've had enough now. It's nowhere near good enough. It's not as if we're going down fighting. We're terrible. The manager clearly doesn't have the tools to turn it around. Being a manager must be an extremely difficult job, but we need someone who will be hard on the players when they deserve it and who the players respect enough to take criticism from uh, when it's warranted and use that criticism to make themselves better players. Uh, All this uh, give it to Johnny Jackson and Jason. Your comments don't wash with me. They're both currently uh, involved, uh, heavily involved in the problems uh, that we have as well. That's from uh, Tom uh, as well. Um, Rachel says, uh, I know that results aren't going our way, but how does fans turning on the team help motivate and encourage them in the match? I'm fed up of people saying their salary should be enough. If your mates treated you like fans treat players, you wouldn't get great uh, results. Uh, I've uh, Dave said it was one of the worst performances he's ever seen. Woeful, co- uh, no cohesion, no leader, no grit, no determination, utter embarrassment. Lavelle, the only player on the pitch who deserved to wear the badge. The team is lost, and that comes down uh, to to the manager. Um, Colin Dunkley, I did I did put on Twitter saying if people are advocating now a change of manager, Colin Dunkley says if you change nothing, then nothing will change. Danny says Adkins should have gone after the Wickham game. Uh, this is uh, the longer we leave this, the more likely that division football becomes a reality. Uh, that should have been a season. Uh, sorry, this should have been a season where the club was kick started properly. Now we are wasting that opportunity as every game passes uh chili consane that's a good name says i thought it was a strange appointment in the first place i found him annoying and should have been sacked weeks ago Tr- struggling to see why thomas sangard is sticking with him as nothing is changing other than the confidence and morale uh, will drop the longer this goes on surely someone could get this squad uh, to click. Uh, Bennett uh, says we need to change now. We can't wait until Christmas when it might be too uh, late. Mark says, hi guys, not messaged the show for a while, but always enjoyed a fantastic production. Cheers, Mark. Uh, honestly, it's getting embarrassing now. Something is very wrong. Margins have been wider than the Pacific, I need to say Pacific Ocean, like an idiot there, uh, the Pacific Ocean uh, much of the season. Time now uh, for Jacko and Yule uh, to come in as caretakers. Uh, Fug Life says enough is enough. We look tired, disinterested and disorganised in and out of possession. Adkins clearly needs to go now. Simon says it's definitely time to let him go. Performances have not improved despite having another international break and more time with the squad. Therefore, results will not improve either. I'd love to know what they've been working on 
for the past two weeks. Stu says, I listen to Sir Curbs and he makes it sound easier and clearer. So Adkins is definitely obsessed with the science of fitness. We've got to change before we're cut adrift. Uh, Sloppy Boat says, the worst manager this football club has ever had. John says, trying to get the, uh, trying the same thing and expecting different results. I've never been comfortable under the present regime at playing level. Uh, the change is required. Now, Natalie says, not one to call for a manager's head, uh, but enough is enough. I will be very disappointed if Adkins is still in charge for Tuesday. It's a shame as he's a nice enough person, but the results speak for themselves lowest ever position in the league uh, we need to turn it around now robert said he should have been sacked in august uh pair says uh need to find a replacement might take a few weeks but then again for that one or one match or two the legend uh is more than capable to take over in the meantime almost certainly talking about jacket i i assume uh tom says i don't want us to become that club that changes manager every time the clocks change but there is a clear and present danger of the fourth division now and we'd probably uh, rather not know what that's like uh, we can always ask the nigels or the spanners about that oh we are not in a position to be throwing, sp- throwing stones in their direction jack i'm surprised he's still here uh, as are the fan bases, cannot continue. Chris, I wanted Nigel Atkins to be successful, but we've been woeful. We had two weeks to prepare. Uh, there was no sign uh, of any progress. Peter says it's time for the club to take ownership of this situation and sack Adkins before it's too late. The longer this malaise goes on, the more damage uh, there's going to be done to the club. Charlton Exile uh, says Nigel Atkins is even worse than Gobbo. Uh, well, Gobbo's team are up near the top of the league, I assume, aren't they? Uh, Oxford. <laughs> Well, we're certainly not. Te- I haven't even looked at that half of the table, so I couldn't tell you. Let's have a look now. Oxford, Oxford well, they're higher than us in ninth. Uh, Ted said he shouldn't even still be here. He should have gone after that utterly shocking capitulation uh, against Bolton. Uh, Dan says Adkins has been needed to go for weeks along with Jacko and Yule. We need a full new backroom along with a new director of football. Scott says, how is Adkins still the manager? I'm all for giving the manager time to turn it around, but it gets to a point where you need some evidence that he can turn it around and there isn't any. Uh, hello to Jonathan West, who uh, I'd Oh, I, I know the upbeats were up there on mass yesterday. I don't know if Jonathan was there personally yesterday, but I know the upbeats were up there uh, making a good... Uh, they, they were sort of welcoming the players as, as I as I arrived at the ground as well. So I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed your day uh, and your trip up to Lincoln. And, and Jonathan, I know you've been uh, out and about watching the girls as well. So uh, I hope you're, hope you're well, Jonathan. Thank, thanks, uh, of course, for... Uh, sending your regards into the show. Chris says the players look less fit than ever uh, yesterday. Not sure what they worked on for two weeks. We looked lost without Lee. And once Lincoln were on top, we had no plan B. Uh, right. Um, uh, there's still loads more tweets. As I've always said, if you just search for our replies, you'll get to read everyone's tweets. So thanks for everyone there who's tweeted. And I want to get to the fans bar as well, because I'm aware that we're probably going to go over time uh, if I don't get a move on. So let's hear some some fan reaction uh, to yesterday's game. Uh, like I said, got a few in the train. Nath got a couple. Were you in the, were you in the pub, Nath, when you got yours? I don't know where you got yours from, actually. I literally got, I thought I'd try and do it freshman's and do it straight after the full-time whistle as we were walking out the ground down oh, the Oh, nice one. Yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. So you got, you got the angriest <laughs> ones as well. So yeah, yeah we got yeah. we got a few, a few. Well, I mean, I gave them two hours to calm down, but they still hadn't. So here's some reaction from the fans bar after yesterday's trip up to Lincoln. I don't know. One all, I thought it should take a draw, but that was poor, really poor today. Just as soon as it started the game, two midfielders got two yellow cards each. That just killed us. No, no drive in midfield. I have no idea. I really don't know. But like, it's not great. Like, a couple of cards fall from bottom. Bottom four, it's not good. It's not good enough, mate. Today, as, as with the Cheltenham game, we come back from an international break, and I thought this was the game where we turn the corner. Well, as, again, We've actually put in, we've actually put in an absolute pathetic performance once again. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the business of Atkins out, you know, pointing the fingers at uh, you know, this, that, and the other. Where do you go from here? Because that wasn't a fight. That wasn't any sort of fighting performance up north. That was an 
That was a clear defeat like from minute Nothing. one. Nothing. It is what it is. And I will always be there to support my local team. It's <laughs> That's what it is. But I booked my train and my hotel for Morecambe in November. So I always have been, always will be. Very poor. I, I couldn't actually see what they were trying to do, what, what they were attempting to play, what formation or anything like that. It just doesn't seem to be anything there. You know, if there was something there and it just wasn't working, I'd be happy with it. But it just isn't anything there. And I think he's had long enough now and I think he's, he's got to go. You know, I wasn't before the game. I thought, yeah, we've had a bit of a turnaround. Let's see what happens. But no, there's nothing. No spark, no, no anything. All football games have decided on small margins, but there was nothing, there was nothing there. You know, there wasn't anything. So, what, how many attempts did we have at goal? You know, very poor. New manager now, I think. Change it. Completely change it. You've got to change it now. This club shouldn't be where they are. Like, you're playing Lincoln, for Christ's sake. You know, it's not one of my French, but. No. Well, this is it. I, you know, as I said, I, I'm not. I don't like pointing the fingers and saying this kid's got to lose his job. I, I think that kid may be the problem. I think he might be the problem because I don't think these players are that bad as far as this league standard is concerned. I think there's some good players there. I really do. I actually genuinely believe that. So where do you look now? I think we look at Atkins. He's had enough time to get him to jail. He's got enough quality there. And it's embarrassing. Two, what is it? Two wins, three draws, seven defeats. That is embarrassing for Charlton in League One. Out. He ain't got it. He ain't got the dressing room. And it should be... It should be Johnny Jackson and Jason Yule, joint managers. It's our future. I do now, yeah, definitely. It's not even... It's the performance. There isn't a performance there. There's no spark, there's no nothing. I think it's, you know, sorry to say, but it's time to go. Well, welcome back. Uh, that was the fans bar. Thanks to everyone uh, who spoke to uh, to myself and Nathan and Lewis on on the fans bar yesterday. Um, yeah, time to go. That was what Jerry said there right at the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> funny enough, that is obviously the line from that Arsenal fan TV bloke. Um, and I, I was, yeah, yeah when, when I was putting together those that thing today, I was thinking like there was always a danger that our feature would become Arsenal fans TV because we speak to fans, but our fans are clearly. Uh, a, a lot more intelligent than the Arsenal fans because they they can put their points across quite succinctly uh, and quite eloquently. So thanks uh, to every fan who's spoken to us this year because we've not had a bad one yet. But yeah, thanks for every fan who does speak to us. Um, I, I think Lewis will hopefully be in the in the fans bar on Tuesday after the game, uh, if possible as well. It's it's not always as easy on a Tuesday, but but keep an eye out. Um, I mean, one I'll just raise it now, Mark. I'll ask you. I mean, if if Nigel does go, would you have? Jacko and Yulin, permanent caretaker. Do they have to go with Nigel? I think you'd have to keep them. Um, I think put them together and give them a chance because I don't see now. I mean, we've got the January window coming up in like two months' time, but I can't see us picking up many different players. We know we've got such a full squad. Uh, I'm not sure if we've reached capacity on what we're allowed. Um, I think you'd hope if Jacko was given the chance, we'd get a bounce from it. We'd get the ex-player bounce, the new manager bounce, anything. And I think, you know, Jacko would come out and tell it how it was. I think very much in the Mboya kind of like school of honesty. Uh, I don't think there's anyone out there who jumps out at me 
to say, right, this is a guy I want to be managing our club. I, I want someone who who cares. I mean, I know people have said about Curbs and Powell. No, that's never going to happen. Not in a million years. Powell's got his England set up, his Spurs coaching job. Curbs, is, you know, he's been out of the game for so long. He's a he's a great person to have helping you, but he's not he's not a manager anymore. I mean, he he's there to advise a young manager. I mean, he'd be there. If he was brought in as advisory for Jacko, I think that would probably help. But then, you know, like I say, it's there aren't a bunch of managers sitting around twiddling their thumbs at the moment. I mean, you're going to put need someone who's going to put a right rocket up them to get them moving and get them fit and get them playing well. Possibly Jacko can do that. I mean, he's got a good record when he's taken in charge of a team. But... Uh, it's hard to say. I I want Nigel gone. You know, it's it's no kind of dilly dallying around that. It's he's depressed me enough to say, look, get out. It's it's not working. Yes, you're a nice guy, but it's not working for us. You know, mm. it's 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 like splitting up with someone and saying it's not you, it's me. No, actually, it is you. You know, it's it's not me. It is you. Go. <laughs> yeah, take this dildo with you. Right, McSquared <laughs> says, uh, after yet another poor performance against a mediocre side, uh, it now looks very much uh, like Nigel Sadkins will become a reality. Uh, Sackedkins in time for Halloween. Although defensively, uh, we looked a bit better uh, with Arta, our best player as the holding midfielder. Once Lee limped off, we were once again bereft of any midfield creativity. Uh, Lee, apart, none of our attacking players had a decent game. There's far too little movement. The longer the match went on, we looked inept at the back. Nobody who came on from the bench made a positive impact and Lincoln were not put in uh, under any pressure. The time for excuses has passed. There's no consistency in our play. It's clear that we need a former player at the helm uh, and there only appear to be three options as things stands. Uh, JJ and Jason Yule, Chris Powell, Curbs and maybe even Brownie uh, as caretaker. Whatever happens, the time has come for Thomas to make a big decision before it's too late to save our season. If Lee is out injured, it's hard to see where our attacking flair uh, is going to come from. Uh, it's not only the petrol stations and the supermarkets that are being plagued uh, by supply problems. Things are looking very Grim Reaper uh, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully with Lee only being an illness, hopefully that means he won't be out too long, but but who knows? Right, Phil says, hi guys, what to say? Two weeks at the training ground. We're worse than before. Uh, this has to be it. We are embarrassing. Thomas still has credit in the bank. However, it's running out. He has to clear things out and admit that he's made a mistake. Uh, starting with sacking Adkins, followed swiftly uh, by Roddy. The unthinking is possible. Uh, Division 4 of English football would be a disaster and a total failure of Sangard's ownership. That's from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Uh, Tony says, uh, <laughs> that's two emails in a way, uh, two, two messages in a row where someone's basically said, where do I start? And that's what Tony said as well. Uh, I've said it previously, it really is time for change now. Again, what I previously said, it doesn't matter what players are playing, they look clueless, devoid of ideas, we lack a real game plan, let alone a plan B, the facts are now. Uh, if we change manager and end up mid-table, it wouldn't even be that bad, almost it'd be success. If Adkins stays and we end mid-table, it's a poor season. We need change and quick, it is an unthinkable to suggest a relegation scrap could be on our hands. If we don't get points quick, that's very grumpy, uh, Tony and Eltham. Cheers, Tony. Craig says, simply put, uh, we are in big trouble if he stays. I cannot see us going up at all. I think we're closer to going down. League two, Charlton, no thanks. Thomas must act now and try to get top half promotions uh, well gone. Um, good luck with making sense of this shower of uh, so-and-so uh, up the addicts. Cheers, Craig. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not been easy. Uh, Graham says, interestingly, Elliot Lee came off the pitch during the Charlton commentary. Curve said he was bemused at the substitution that had been made. This speaks volumes about the way the team is being handled. We really need to get someone in there who knows how to manage a game, coach and motivate uh, the players who currently do not have any appetite for the game. That's interesting, actually, Nathan. So, I mean, when I get sent the highlights package, where, like Glove Pup records it for us, and he actually do- does record the half-time. I actually listened to it today. He didn't record a full-time. Because uh, I would have been interested to see what both uh, what um, what Curve said and, and Forch was on it, John Fortune. But I mean, they were both talking about how we were very poor after that twenty minutes. So it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me, mm. was it? No, and I think I think they also touched on reading on um, on the forums that they were just saying that they don't know how the way we're playing at the moment is how we're going to put a run together. And I think that's the more concerning thing is because we get, we need to. <laughs> and if you've got two. Um, obviously, Curbs with his obviously with his managerial experience and Fort playing at the level he did for many years, um, and their points are, you know, that they're quite despondent and they're just trying to look where we're going to get a a win. It's it's quite worrying, really. Um, and I think I think Mark might said earlier is just where 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 are we going to get our next point from? Um, Crew's going to be a tough game. Well, Sunday on Saturday, I think it's the first time I've ever in my life actually looked forward to going to a wedding that I haven't got to go on Saturday. Um, so I can't go Sunderland on Saturday. So I just, yeah, it's in, always interesting to watch those. And I was waiting for that to come up. So if that's up now, I'm going to have a yeah. watch of that after this. That's the only thing about next weekend. Obviously, like we're, we're all going to stay. Those of us who are going, are going, well, in my group, I'm not saying like the however many thousands of Trump fans are going. You're welcome to. But we're staying in Newcastle. Uh, which I'm looking forward to, but not necessarily a safe place for journalists nowadays after that takeover. Um, but right, let's uh, get on to the next email. Uh, Graham, um, sorry, just had Graham. Riz says, uh, the celebrations after that one goal up at Lincoln does show uh, the support we have. I'm glad that we still have that, even with a manager uh, that is not a fan's favourite by any means. Uh, we deserve more. I think Nigel has had a fair crack of the whip and has overstayed his welcome. I would give Johnny Jackson a chance until the January window and see what he can do. I think he will have made an, an immediate impact and bring some stability and positivity. Uh, we shouldn't rush into the decision on our next manager. Maybe JJ could be our man anyway. Uh, thanks for our pod and keep up the good work. Cheers, Riz. Thank you for your message. Steve says, uh, evening, guys. Surely uh, Thomas is now making plans for Nigel. Uh, good good uh, XTC reference there. Uh, the mayor of Simpleton has totally lost the plot. Uh, it's certainly not ecstasy at the moment. I assume these are all references to the same band. I only know that first song. Uh, Nigel Atkins has lost the dressing room and the fan base. His mumbling excuses at post-match interviews is embarrassing. Uh, Thomas Sangard must not lose the fan base as well because then we're in deep trouble if we're not already there. Give Jacko the job on an interim basis. See how he gets on with the next six to ten matches and see where we are. The culture of our football club is unique. We're rapidly losing that. We must get it back soon or League Two uh, is a distinct possibility. I'll just grab a couple more emails because we're going over time as it is. Um, Martin says, he's a nice man, Nigel Atkins. Uh, I like the way he's brought all the parts of the club together and the teams together. His early day positivity and daily insight was quite refreshing, but it's not happening. Uh, We can all see the lack of match tactics and aggression. One of our senior players... Um, all right, I'm not going to read that bit because that's sort of a rumour. But um, uh, he's uh, he's too nice and, and he lacks aggression, Nigel. Because like JJ's a legend, uh, but not seeing him jumping up and down and bellowing from the touchline, uh, is he not our defensive coach as well? He's got he's got to stay as a coach. Uh, the answer has to be Curbs. Uh, he's itching to get back into the club, in my opinion, 
he said on Charlton TV yesterday, he's been to both Pizza Cup games to watch the youngsters. Why? He's got unfinished business with us. Brownie's by his side. It could happen. He has a great squad to use. I don't mind if Nigel Atkins takes the Charlton TV job instead. Uh, without Thomas Sangar, we wouldn't be having this discussion, but he has to listen to the fans and install a Charlton man. Bring on Tuesday. Uh, that's from Martin. Cheers, Martin. Uh, Michael Chant says Adkins must go. Time has run out for Nigel. The performance just aren't good enough. I uh, don't want us to become a club chopping and changing managers like Watford, uh, but fourth tier is a real possibility if we don't replace him. Um, we've been only been the better side in the league once this season. In a year, we should be pushing for promotion. Uh, that's simply uh, not good enough. Um, right, so thanks to Alex and, and to Ray and to Phil and, and, to, uh, and to Liz as well. I'm going to read your emails in, in my own time. Because uh, we have we have gone over time. And I do very quickly want to... Oh, we've gone miles over time. Uh, just, uh, the FA Cup draw, Mark, looking forward to that. Haven't and Waterlooville or Torquay. I, I would have been gutted if... I'm glad that that's not an away tie because that would have, could have been a laugh. Yeah, it's, you know, cliche banana skin. So, but it'll give a chance for some of our kids to get a game. Clayden, you know, the defender, wary. And that's, you know, that's all we can ask for. Yeah, excellent. And Aquinton on Tuesday night. Looking forward to that one. Buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually like looking at see if I can actually shove a meeting in somewhere with work. See if I can get out of it. But I don't think I want to meet on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll be I'll I'll be there. I'll be there, and um, I'll be doing the same as what everyone did yesterday and cheering on the lads. Won't be booing them. Cheering on the lads. And then um, hopefully we can get three points because that's all we want. Yeah. At the end of the day. Well, I, Short see, I, I just want us to turn this around and to win every game for the rest of the season. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's enough. I've had enough of this. Um, thank you for, to everyone who's listened uh, and contacted the show. It's, ne- it's never easy on, on, on a day like today. I think actually um, uh, frustrations and anger are running quite high. And, and I'm not just talking about, I probably am talking about me more, more than anyone. Uh, I've, I'm so disappointed with how this season's turning out. Uh, and, and I think uh, obviously I share that with, with everyone else uh, who's contacted the show. Uh, so thanks, thanks to everyone who's got involved. We, we'll still be here on Thursday, whatever happens. Um, make sure you, you tune in again on Thursday. Thanks to, to to Mark and to Nathan for for joining me this evening. Cheers, lads. Remember, no matter how bad it gets, you're not the man whose job it is to pick a dildo out of a football net. <laughs> Kicked uh, it in the net. To be fair. I was going to say that uh, is a fin. That is a motto I've lived by for many a year. <laughs> right, that's no, but, enough. <laughs> I've actually got that quote, actually. It's framed above my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I've got it tattooed on my lower back. Right, uh, that's enough. Thanks to everyone who's listening to Charlton Live. I'm Louis Mendes. We'll see you again on Thursday. (laughs) 